Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I am Stephen Jensen, as always, with Jeremy Lambert. And we have a first-time guest to the Spotlight here today. We have Dan the Dad, who I've known for a long time, uh, a guy that I owe a lot to, uh, giving me interviews back when very few people were giving me interviews uh, years back. So a guy who I always uh, have greatly appreciated. I remember him back as the millennial, uh, a lot of stuff throughout the Glory Pro days. And now we're got, you got him, you know, part of AEW, doing great stuff, part of the PWR Tag Team Champions with Jake Manning. Uh, we have Dan the Dad. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for joining us. We we really appreciate it. I mean, I'm going to ask the question right out of the gate that I think everyone wants to know. Is Toa Leona okay? Like, did, did you check on him after the match to, to make sure he was good? What happened there? You know, it's my first incident uh, of being accused of being an unsafe worker, but uh, I think Toa's okay. Uh, I, I did reach out to him to, to make sure to, to apologize for the, the working stiff on, on Dark last week, but uh, I think he's all right. I mean, he won the six man, uh, the tag team champions there. So uh, I think he's having a better week uh, this week. <laughs> and he got his weapons on me later on in the match. I feel like if you didn't see the whole match, then you know that he indeed did yes. squish me in the corner with some sort of pounce maneuver. And uh, that didn't look good. So <laughs> that was okay, but he's a good guy. How, how does it feel? Um, got, kind of going viral recently, man. Like, I, I thought it was really cool seeing that clip blow up. Yeah, you know, it was fun. It, Indianapolis was was cool, you know, because I, I think the biggest thing was, uh, I guess there was an uh, assumption that that's my hometown or that I was, those are my fan, like, you know, people that have seen me before, but it really wasn't. I'm from St. Louis. I've only probably wrestled in Indianapolis two, three times in my close to nine year career. So, um, yeah, it was cool just to kind of be able to get that kind of reaction and have that kind of fun with, you know, you know, a crowd that was outside of really my area so um even even if they just thought i looked like a stupid dad guy or whatever you know they got into it so that was that was a lot of fun you know hopefully we can keep them the momentum going but uh even if it was you know just one little thing and having a, a fun week with that was was cool how did dan the dad come about how did how did this creation come into the wrestling world um, other than I started to feel like a dad because I'll be, I'll be 30 next month. So that's kind of, um, <laughs> you start to feel older. You, you start to realize that, you know, even, you know, Stephen, like you said, I, I used to wrestle as the millennial, but now millennials are parents. So it's not even really <laughs> Um, so, you know, it comes about from just being a, a natural dork and being made fun of by Ethan Page and some people over the years who, kind of pitched the idea of this Dan the dad character. And then it just, it, I, I sort of just bought into it because it was uh, a lot easier for me to portray than trying to act like I was cooler than everyone because clearly I'm not. So um, it was just uh, gave it a try and just kind of leaned into it because it's uh, it started to become more fun to put on a show for the fans and connect with them in, in a more meaningful way. And you know, that the 
first time I, I gave it a try, it was uh, I was set. You know, the, the millennial was was a thing of the past. So sorry, Stephen. I know you were a big fan back in the uh, Southern <laughs> Underground Pro days, or I'd see you there in Nashville. But uh, things are going pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, the no new friends days, man. I I remember those days very fondly. I actually remember you telling me in an interview years ago that you wanted to get more into comedy wrestling at that time. And I don't know if you had created Dan's dad or were doing it at that point yet, but I always that always stuck with me because I remember you mentioning guys like Orange Cassidy and stuff and being like, I really want to really try something in that space. And um, how does it feel? I mean, it must be really rewarding that like it's been such a success for you, you know, all these years later. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, it's just about connecting with people, and you know, there's uh, wrestling can be um, just it can be fun, and it can be something that people can really latch onto, even if they're not huge fans. From you know, a lot we kind of take it for granted think that you know, everyone's a wrestling fan, growing up watching it and. 80s, 90s, whatever, but um, there's a lot of people out there that have never seen it, they've never heard of it, and they'll, they'll come see it, especially seeing, like, a independent wrestling live for the first time, and it, it's nice to kind of be that, uh, maybe an entry point for people to, to get into uh, a wrestling show, because then then once they're nice and settled in and understand what's going on and they've had a laugh, then out comes someone like Josh Alexander or Eddie Kingston or somebody who's going to kick ass and now they're, they're all set up for those guys as well. So, you know, it all just, it's fun to be part of something that all works together. You know, there's no, I don't like to sit here and act like my style of, of wrestling is better than anyone else's. And it all just, uh, it makes for a fun variety show. So I'm happy to, to find, a, kind of find, finally find my place with it, you know, because you, you try so hard to find a footing and, and you know, make a career out of it. But, um, yeah, you know, lately it's been been going pretty good, but better than it was before. Even if uh, uh, I, I was doing a good job getting myself around, but you just kind of get you almost get a little bored just being a guy in boots and trunks, and or at least I did. So we threw on some new balance and gave that a try, but <laughs> it's been cool. Were there any influences when it came to the comedy wrestling style? Like Orange Cassidy has blown up, Danhausen, Cole Cabana. I feel like is. I don't know. I don't want to say he was like the first sort of uh, bushwhackers might even be like the first sort of comedy wrestlers. Um, but were there any influences when, when it came into getting into that style? Yeah. I mean, well, obviously Orange Cassidy, he was, he's, he's the best at it and still is. Um, certainly was, uh, you know, a few years ago when I started trying this is when he was, was taken off. So um, watched him a lot, got a lot of influence and advice from him over the years, but uh, going further back, you know, it's like, there's these characters that have existed in wrestling forever. You know, it's like, it's not this new thing that indie wrestling came up with in the past few years. I mean, it's, it goes back to, I remember like my, my, my dad was whenever I ask him about, you know, wrestlers that he remembers from back in the eighties and nineties, he brings up people like Papa Shango and IRS and Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And it's like, you know, those are the, you see people like that and you can kind of go back and, and study even some of their mannerisms and how they connected with the crowd, even if, uh, you know, they came out with a goofy look or uh, you know, some sort of funny attitude or something. They're all still perfectly uh, sound wrestlers in the ring. And, uh, you know, it's just something that people remember. They just remember great characters. And that's what I try to, you know, just bring, bring to the table when it comes to 
being memorable and say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill you know still have still having a great match i'll still get serious here now and now and then but that's kind of what you know portraying a character allows you to do eventually uh dan the dad does have to get serious and does have to have some sort of you know street fight of some sort or falls count anywhere something which i've done recently and it's um it's fun to kind of play both sides of of just this character and explore it and you know there's a million ways you can go with it you have to put people in time out dan the dad's got to get strict send them to their room right once in a while it's not all fun games <laughs> well and uh you know recently i i think it's been uh great you and jake manning teaming together i think that that's working really well uh can you kind of speak to that how y'all linked up and uh the success that you're having together as a team yeah i mean i, I mean uh, Man Scout's great. So at Revolver, we ended up just getting matched up in a, a singles match because, of course, Dan the Dad's got to fight Man Scout Jake Manning, and that's just a natural pairing. But, um, you know, it, it's a, a story that's been told a, a bunch of times in wrestling when two people have a, have a match and how they respect each other, and then they decide to join forces because of uh, there was some uh, – some heels that needed uh, their comeuppance and uh, but it was fun to, to kind of get together and uh, i mean he's very talented too i've known him for a long time we obviously have you know sort of adjacent uh, characters that work well together so um it was it was a natural fit and revolver ran with it and, uh yeah then the last or a couple weeks ago the we won the revolver tag team championships and that was a really cool moment just to because the crowd the, was the, are the ones that really pushed for it and were, were the ones who uh, really uh they, they latched on to our characters in this team and so you know we we got that win and kind of had that moment with the crowd and, you know, and it was a huge crowd because it was a, uh you know revolver always has stack shows so they had kenta there and a bunch of other you know great wrestlers from all over the world and to kind of you know get that reaction alongside uh talent like that it was it was really cool and I, I love revolver just for that reason being able to to do what we do um in front of a huge, awesome crowd in the Des Moines area. A lot of people from the Midwest travel there as well. I'll see them at other shows, and whether it's Kansas City or St. Louis or Chicago and everything. And it's like a, it's become a really good uh, promotion that brings uh, people together from all over. So it's it's one of my favorite places to go. Awesome, massive pop for the win, by the way. Massive pop from the crowd. So yeah, no, but so I'm all there for. I, I live for the pop. So <laughs> if I can get that, then I know I've done my job. <laughs> how how did you decide? to use the the dad joke for anyone who doesn't know it is the you know got something there you go flick him in the nose like when did you like i'm gonna incorporate this in a wrestling match that was early on i remember i was in a it was a four-way so a lot of this came came to be when um alpha one wrestling um up in uh, ontario so which is a place uh, was was run by ethan page at the time and he would bring a lot of great talents i remember it was like a, a four-way or a, a six-way match of some sort that it was like maybe my third or fourth time even trying the character out up there. And uh, we were like, I pitched it to, it was Rick, Ricky Shane Page, actually. I was like, what if, what about this? What if I just say something on your shirt and flick your nose? And I, I think he laughed so hard at just the 
pitching the idea of that spot and I was like, you know what, let's give it a try. And then it worked and then it became just a staple of something I do uh, to find different creative ways to find, you know, something on someone's shirt and, and make them look foolish. But it was very early on. It was like one of the first, I think one, like the first dad joke or dad thing that I thought of to incorporate. And that's just kind of been there, I guess, almost every match that I've done since then. It's not overused by now. Has there been one yet that, I mean, I guess you don't want to spoil it maybe if you have some tricks up your sleeve, but has there been any that you've like really considered and you haven't, you haven't gone with yet or like, you know, something you want to throw out there that you think people just think is really, just a really funny concept? Oh, there's plenty. I mean, I, one of the, my favorite things about the the character is how many suggestions it's like a, it's like I need a suggestion box at the gimmick table or something because it, everyone just has ideas, whether, you know, someone, Maybe the heel goes to touch the thermostat, or maybe the heel hasn't done his homework or something, and we get things like that. But um, yeah, there's definitely uh, a few uh, jokes or some shtick that I've I've got uh, uh, in the backlog. We'll, we'll see if we can get to it soon. But um, but there's also the old the, the reliable something on your shirt, or just when, you know, dad gets angry and gets the belt out. And there's uh, uh, well, there's plenty to do, and that's the fun thing about it is like there's like so much. Uh, dad related content to just borrow from whether it's old sitcoms or jokes or or my dad or anyone's dad really that's the next question like what kind of sitcoms or movies like what kind of other dads have you have you really taken influence from i mean every pretty much every 90s sitcom (laughs) dad whether it's uh or like uncle phil from fresh prince or even even the homer simpson or just things that uh you know you take things from different whether they're more strict or angry dads or uh, a kind dad or you know like the dad from boy meets world or something you know there's there's just different there's so many different levels to it but you know don't obviously don't want to get too angry or too strict because that's problematic but we we keep it fun and and breezy as much as we can uh how did the aw appearances start out with the the first one was in november of 2021 and you wrestled uh powerhouse hob so how did all that come together yeah you know just getting um making connections kind of getting within the uh you know within the circulation of the talent that are invited to to tv you know whether it's so that one was in that for for those our first loop of kansas city and st louis so obviously i'm in st louis so it wasn't easy to easy to get to those so um you know it was just nice to you know, get my name thrown in there by some friends that I have on the roster. And, um, you know, luckily didn't screw it up too bad. So I came back a few more times, but hopefully more in the future. But um, yeah, just kind of uh, luckily I've been around the indies enough that uh, everyone else who has a job can maybe someday help me get up there too. But I, uh, I'm just thankful for, for anyone who's gone to bat for me with a, any sort of situation like that. It's, it's, it's not easy to, uh, to, to get a foot in the door anywhere these days. So it's, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough just to get on the list. And, and even if you're on the list, even if you're there, there's no guarantee you have a, a match or anything to, to do that day. So then, you know, the day of, lucky enough to have been pulled. I remember I was sitting in, I was sitting in catering. I didn't even think I was doing anything that day before uh, uh, I got a text and they're saying, they're looking for you down here. And I said, what are you talking about? Said, you got a match with Hobbs. And I'm like, oh, nobody told me. So I guess I had to run out of catering with like a, piece of shrimp in my mouth or something (laughs) luckily it was uh well well you know speaking of uh you know like you know that you know people vouching for you in that small circle and stuff i remember years ago you talking about guys like airwolf 
Um, you know, I remember uh, obviously you've been closely linked with Ethan with Ethan Page for a long time, and Ethan's you know been all over the place. Of course, running his own promotion, and you have experience on that side as well. So you know what it's like, not just as a talent, but also you know other people trying to get onto your shows and stuff like that. So like, you know, how how's that all been? Like, just I mean, just that whole mindset of just for people who may not know, you you were kind of thrown into a position of like having to take over Glory Pro Wrestling with like you know, how many years into the business yourself, maybe three to five years of, of wrestling been got, I mean, so you, you really have like, you've seen all sides of this wrestling business very fast. Yeah. I mean, at that time I was only about four years in. It's crazy. I think that was almost like five years ago now too. So everything's gone so fast, but yeah, it's been, you know, promoting is, uh, is interesting because you just, uh, you know, I, I like to book people that I've seen before that are, not to say like I only book my friends or something, but you at least keep kind of a close circle because you just don't want to have people on a show who, who you don't know or you don't know or aren't going to do very well or someone hasn't vouched for. So you do kind of develop a, a circle of people that know what they're doing and they're reliable and then even just our good locker room people. That's important too. Just obviously if someone can get it done in the ring, but are they someone that you want to hang out with for the whole day at a show and who isn't going to give you a headache when you're trying to put, you know, make the show run smoothly or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about like Airwolf and you know, Dante and Darius Martin, the, the, those guys, like they were, you know, some, some guys who came down from Minnesota who, you know, proved themselves right off the bat. And uh, obviously you see where they are now, but it was kind of cool to be a part of uh, their journey early on because, you know, they weren't doing too, too much when they kind of came into Glory Pro and started doing uh, tag team stuff for us. And, I'm super proud of them to just, uh, you know, whenever I get a chance to see them, I always tell them that you know, they're, they're doing so great and I'm, I'm proud of what they're doing. But um, yeah, it's just all about developing a circle of people who are, uh, they're, they're talented, but also you get along with them. And uh, you know, luckily, and you know, by now in AEW, it's kind of every, I know a lot of people who've come through there just because I booked them at some point with Glory Pro. And uh, it's just nice to, uh, nice to have that circle that's growing and everyone's doing so well. And you know, not only helps the company, but you've had people come through the door that have gone on to bigger and better things. So that's that's part of it too. You've mentioned Ethan Page and and how he's helped you. What is it like going toy shopping with that man? I've seen <laughs> the, I've seen some of the vlogs, by the way, that you've been included in. So yeah, it, those are fun. Um, I will say I, I I I can't I can't match the level of of nerd that. Ethan or any other people on the on the vlog, because man, that I mean, I and I, you know, toy shopping's fun, but I'm I'm more of a oh, that's cool. I don't need to buy anything. But then when I see everyone throwing all this money, I'm like, oof, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have that kind of, I don't have that bug that uh, that collector's bug. I'm just kind of look at their cool stuff, and I'm like, wow, that's great. I'm glad you spent your money on that. <laughs> but, but it's fun. It's fun to uh, yeah, it's fun to visit shops and just kind of talk about. You know, just fandom in general for whether it be Star Wars or Marvel or um, any video games, anything like that uh, is cool and it's fun. And anytime he's in town or I'm in town somewhere and he's filming one, I'm always going to tag along just because it's uh, it's just fun to hang out and, and be a part of it. That was a, another guy, you know, we spoke of Dan Housen a little bit, but it's been kind of wild seeing both of your careers kind of parallel in a lot of ways. Because I remember years back, Donovan Danhausen in those same, you know, sub circles, we were just talking about in Nashville and stuff, like before he made the switch over into the comedy wrestling. Um, so it's got, how's, how does it feel like to be a friend of Danhausen and also see, because he, he just became such like, 
a thing on the internet. It was just so wild to watch this guy go from like this indie wrestler that felt like he just couldn't catch on to like completely blowing up. Well, it's just the importance of uh, finding what works for you. So if you're someone who uh, gets over by being a, a serious wrestler and some boots and trunks, and that's great. Like, But if, if you struggle with that or you can't find a footing or something, then I encourage anyone just to try something new, something different, just to, to stand out, you know, because that's what he did. And he obviously he put so much effort into the Danhausen character and even the look and the videos and, and, and then connecting with him with a fan base the way he does with uh, Patreon and things like that, that are just really important these days. Uh, you know, I, I spun up a, a Twitch stream uh, kind of over COVID because I didn't have much going on. And that's what that kind of introduced me to the idea of just, uh, you know, getting a community of people together to just to hang out and be a fan of the same thing and, and talk and, and have a place to, to chat. So um, but Dan Housen always did a great job of, of facilitating that and making sure his fans um, just had a place where they could talk to him and hang out with him and uh, hang out with each other and kind of just connect over, uh, you know, what, what what is kind of a silly character, but has become like just so larger than life and bigger than even just, just being just, just a wrestler. Like he kind of transcends just being a wrestler, which is uh, kind of the goal if you're really trying to, to push your career in that direction. And also really quickly, I know you, your switch streams, you were doing Nintendo 64. I, I saw that. What are your, what are your favorite Nintendo 64 games? Cause that's still my favorite console of all time. Uh, GoldenEye number one, always. Um, and then it really just the N64 wrestling games, obviously. Yeah. True. Um, playing those, but uh, I'd, I'd throw GoldenEye and Star Fox 64 besides wrestling games. Those are definitely my two favorites. And uh, played them quite a bit on the on the stream back then. Right. What are your GoldenEye, like when you're playing four-player, uh, four two-player, what multiplayer, like what are, what are your rules? Uh, I, I think I probably played like the Golden Gun uh, rules the most. I always thought that was most fun, just being able to find the pick up the golden gun and, and get that one shot kill and uh, piss somebody off pretty bad. It just would, obviously it didn't make for some, uh, uh, some, some interesting evenings with friends as uh, you, know, you just get real uh, pissed off at each other, but you know, that's what makes it fun. Uh, if you could recommend like one, two, three matches, you know, for, for new fans who might not have heard of Dan, the dad, like this is, this is the match you, you need to check out uh, some of your favorite matches potentially in there as well. Um, the one that gets brought the most is it's me, orange Cassidy, Effie and Dan Housen in a wild, uh, four-way match for alpha one. You can find that on YouTube. Um, I get, it gets brought up all the time. So I've heard people, uh, say they, that was the first indie wrestling match they ever watched and they became fans. Or that, I think that's like the highest compliment that, um, and it's just a, 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 a fun match that's that's us being our characters and being silly with each other, so it's cool. Um, you know, lately, as far as more recent stuff, you know, me and Cody Lane had a, uh, a last one standing match for Glory Pro on that last event on, on Fight Plus. That was really a lot of fun. If you want to see a different side of Dan the Dad who gets serious once in a while and has a, like I said, like a no DQ sort of street fight kind of feel, um, that was cool. Um, and then even... Also recently was me and Warhorse teamed up against Delirious and Matt Seidel, which was uh, um, also for Glory Pro. But that, that one was important to me just because Delirious and Matt were, uh, they're like the original 
St. Louis indie guys who went on to bigger and better things. We kind of have a, uh, a battle of the, the St. Louis indie generations or whatever you want to call it. That was uh, so much fun. So you can find that. Uh, that one just on, uh, should be on YouTube. Easy to find as well. Is, uh, is all of Glory Pro stuff Fight Plus going forward right now? Yeah, going forward. Um, the backlog will take a while to get uploaded on there. There are they have so much GCW to put on, which is understandable. <laughs> so, um, so bear with us to get the the backlog on up there. But going forward, yeah, Fight Plus has been really cool. I, I love that it's a little bit more of an affordable option for fans. Four ninety nine a month. You know, how many subscriptions do we all have that uh, eat up our bank accounts? That for something to come in at kind of half the price of uh, comparable services like that. Um, I think it's just really good for wrestling and good for fans to make things accessible, but also make sure promotions are, are getting paid for their content, um, which can be difficult in the with streaming, you know, because uh, it used to be you could sell a DVD for $15, $20. Now one view of a whole stream nets you like 70 cents. So the economics of it, um, and that's across, across entertainment, across the board, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to make money on streaming. So, um, but Fight Plus has done a really good job of, you know, just increasing the, the volume, increasing the, the amount of fans that are, uh, have access to stuff and um, are taking care of the, uh, their content providers so far. So happy with it. Yeah, it's been fascinating watching that, uh, the growth of Fight Plus, the whole concept, because uh, you don't, I mean, I'm not endorsed to say this, but like as somebody who, who really likes the service, you know, you get the, the mixed martial arts and boxing and a whole bunch of stuff. So like you could potentially even find like non-wrestling fans like i've come across just random fighting events on fight plus just because i have the subscription and i wind up flipping it on and you know so i just think it's a really great way for uh, for visibility and new fans and then the service itself has been like really crisp and clear and like i've been able to use it on all my, all my different platforms and stuff so i'm glad to see glory pro's got a good home there yeah it's been great i think i had like the other day i saw like a there's like a rugby stream that started with fight plus i'm like well it's cool that someone may who may have subscribed for rugby or boxing or something now is indie wrestling to watch so it's only gonna help you know just introduce our products to to new people which is the best thing uh last one before we before we let you go what is the coolest thing in your room the coolest thing in my room yes i'd say that's my so I'm a big Cardinal fan. Adam Wainwright's my favorite uh, uh, player and pitcher for the Cardinals. And so, and he's known for his curveball. So I actually, I collect Adam Wainwright curveballs that are <laughs> by. So it, it, when they, they, they'll, they'll take any ball that's uh, put in play and they'll authenticate it and say who pitched, who was the pitcher, what pitch it was and everything. And so every time I go to the stadium, I'll pick up a Adam Wainwright curveball whenever I can. And I have a nice little collection of those. This is my own little, uh, that's my, my stupid little thing that I collect. So I don't know where you are right now, but can you show us one of those or? <laughs> it's not, it's not in this room right now. I'll have to send you a picture okay. of them. Okay. We'll, we'll show a picture of it. We'll link like a picture in the description of the video. Yeah. We, um, yeah. We like to, we like to everyone to show their favorite stuff in their room, dude, as somebody who likes collecting just kind of like obscure niche stuff, that's like one of the coolest answers I've, I've heard on this show. Like, I, I love that you just got, you got your guy and your thing and that that's your collection. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Dan, we appreciate you joining us uh, today, tonight. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you at. 
Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Thanks Dan the Dad. Um, and then if you want to check out Glory Pro Wrestling, it's at We Are Glory Pro on Twitter. So we've also got a, a big show coming up on Fight Plus uh, this Sunday, which I'll, I'll be on as well as tons of others: Davy Richards, War Horse, Lainey Luck, Alley Catch. Tons of great talent. So that's uh, this Sunday at four Eastern, three Central. So check that out on Fight Plus. Uh, or if you want to check out some merch, uh, it's dandadad.bigcartel.com. We got coffee mugs, hats, shirts, whatever you need. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, Dan. Again, you can follow him on on Twitter at thanks Dan the Dad. Everyone, check out the Glory Pro Show uh, on Fight Plus this weekend. Go over there, support Fight Plus, support uh, Glory Pro. Dan, again, thank you for joining us, guys. We'll be right back here on the. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.